Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This time of the year, it's easy to slip up. It's getting darker, it's getting colder, there's a lot of holiday parties, there's a lot of um, upcoming events just in general with Thanksgiving, Halloween. This time of the year is where we see a lot of people kind of slip up on their fitness. What you need right now is the Fall Into Wellness Nutrition Challenge. Coach Lindy is putting this on. It starts on November 10th. It's a 30-day challenge, and she's got some great rules lined up for you. You can read all about it on our website or on the TNT community page on Facebook. She's got some great nutrition rules, some lifestyle guidelines in there, and she also has tons of prices. So uh, on top of you becoming fitter at the end of 30 days, you can win a nutrition consult with Lindy. You can win skill sessions from the other coaches. You can even win win some of uh, Big Mike's jerky. So make sure you get signed up. If you have questions about it, read through everything we posted already. In the next Goal Getters meeting, Lindy is going to break it all down to you. So that is uh, next Tuesday, November 10th. That is when the challenge starts. Make sure you get signed up. For today's podcast, we're going to bounce around a little bit. I've got some articles, some videos, some things I've seen throughout the week that I just wanted to touch on a little bit to give you some nuggets that you can use in your own fitness journey. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about pain before. If you haven't done that, make sure you scroll back and check out one of the pain episodes. It always seems like it's super straightforward, but it's not. Uh, I recently read a guide on pain that's got a lot of cool references. I'm not going to break down the whole thing for you, but I just wanted to highlight a little segment on there that's got some uh, useful info. Everybody experiences pains at some points. It could be uh, shoulder pain. It could be lower back pain. This happens to people that work out and especially happens to people that don't work out at all, but it's not always a... um, estimate of how much damage actually happened to your body. I've used this example before. If you hit your uh, funny bone on your elbow, slamming into a door or something, it hurts like crazy, but there's no physical damage. If you have a paper cut on your finger, it can really hurt real bad, but it's just a tiny, tiny little cut and it can still make a ton of pain. So pain and actual damage, it doesn't have to be uh, a one-to-one relation between the two. Here's a list of things that's also going to affect your pain level. Physical demand, movement fear. Movement fear is when you expect something to hurt and then when you do that movement that you expect to hurt, it hurts you automatically even though nothing is wrong. This can happen pretty easily actually if you try and work through a nagging uh, injury or something that doesn't feel right. So don't ever try and do that. Do something else instead and then come back to that movement later on once it chills out a little bit. Joint changes, anxiety, depression, work-related stress, anger, social isolation, frustration, lack of support, and unhelpful recommendations. You can make this list very long and start talking about poor nutrition and poor sleep as well. I just wanted to throw these items out here too just to remind you that it's not always pain equals injury. There's tons of other things at play. So when you do take inventory of thinking about what happened, why it happened, make sure that you consider the whole picture. I watched an interesting video called The Worst Stretches for Low Back Pain. Usually I skip over these videos or articles. It's probably always a 
a hacky article article from Men's Health where they kind of butcher a whole exercise or exercise program. This one's a really good one though. It's by Dr. Stuart McGill. He is the foremost expert on lower back pain. To summarize the whole thing, if someone's experiencing back pain, lower back pain, that is not the cause of the issue. So that is um, the location of where it's hurting or where it's bugging you, but most likely it's coming from somewhere else. It could be from your ankle flexibility, it could be from your hip flexibility, it could be from core strength, from lack of upper back movement as well. Make sure you utilize the coaches on this. We do personal training, 30-minute sessions, 60-minute sessions. You could be one or two stretches or one or two prehab exercises away from feeling much, much better. Lower back pain is something that happens to 80% of people throughout their adult life. So it doesn't mean that you're doing something uh, terrible. It doesn't mean that you're not working out enough or that you should work out more. It just means that you are normal. It happens every now and then. Usually the lower back pain is not the cause of the problem. That is coming from somewhere else. So utilize the personal training with me, with Ashley, with Lindy, with Courtney. You are one or two stretches, one or two exercises away from feeling much, much better. Uh, you don't want to rest and stay out of the gym. You want to stay as active as possible. And that is super important. Very often I see studies uh, showing that exercises, uh, exercising, whether it's cardio or lifting weights, is good for your mental health and to fight depression. This article in particular I got in front of me right now is from Harvard. After 10 weeks of lifting, they were doing way better than they did before in terms of uh, rating their depression. This is something that easy to say when you're feeling good or maybe you've never suffered from depression before too. I'm sure it's very hard to hear if you're not feeling good about stuff, you're down and someone tells you, oh, just lift weights, you're going to feel better. That's why I think it's super important to keep a good streak going. So if you've gone uh, to the gym a couple of days this week, if you're feeling good, if you have the momentum going, do everything that you can to keep that momentum going. That could be cardio, that could be lifting. Wherever you do, try and push that out as much as possible. That is gonna be way easier to just maintain it, to keep it going, than to try and start over from a complete stop. That's gonna be way tougher. Cardio helps, lifting helps. I just saw another study that uh, Tim Ferriss shared that he helped uh, fund himself. They looked at the effects of uh, mushrooms on depression and that was super effective as well. It was uh, four times more effective than regular antidepressants. So until psilocybin and mushroom becomes available as a medicine, make sure that you keep lifting weights, make sure that you get outside, make sure that you keep the cardio going, not when you're feeling down, but keep it going when you're feeling good so that momentum is going in the right direction. I see all the time people with busy lives and families kind of skip their workout to make sure that they tend to someone else. That is not the better long-term approach, that might be the better short-term approach. Don't feel bad about taking time off from something else so that you can get your work it in. When you are healthier, you're gonna be around for a longer time, you're gonna be more vital, you're gonna be able to help other people around you. This doesn't just apply to losing some weight and having a six-pack, this is your brain, your thoughts, and it's a super, super important thing to protect. The last study I'm gonna talk about today, examine the what the hell effect. I've talked about this before, you have a small hiccup with your nutrition, you're working out, and then you're 
approach after that is, oh, the day's ruined anyway. I might as well do whatever I want for this day or maybe for the whole weekend or for this whole year until 2021 starts. This is very dangerous and this is not going to help you. And this study kind of looked at two different diet approaches and what kind of results they produced. In the study, they had one group with a couple of diet rules and then they had another group with tons of diet rules. So one group, a couple diet rules sticking to the basics. The other group, they had lots and lots of rules to follow. So with those two groups, they gave them zero, one, or two milkshakes. So both of these groups, a couple of people got no milkshakes, a couple of people got one milkshake, a couple of people got two milkshakes. After those milkshakes, everyone was served ice cream. What the researchers did, they looked at how much ice cream are people going to eat after having the milkshakes. This is a pretty interesting setup. You would assume that the people that didn't have any milkshakes, they're just going to have more room for ice cream. The people that had one milkshake, they're going to have probably a little bit of ice cream, but not a ton. And then if you have two milkshakes, now you're probably going to have the least amount of ice cream because if you're two milkshakes in, I don't know if you have a whole lot of room left for a bunch of ice cream. What was interesting that the people that had less diet rolls, they had less and less ice cream too. So the people that had one milkshake or two milkshakes on the diet rolls, they had a sharp decline in how much ice cream they had afterwards too. They probably don't feel as uh, restricted to what they can do. They didn't mess up that badly. It was just a milkshake. Their uh, diet wasn't super, super strict anyway. But in the group that had more restrictions, more diet rules, more no-nos, after each milkshake, they had more and more ice cream. So the group that had uh, one milkshake, they had uh, a good amount of ice cream. The people that had two milkshakes, so the group with a ton of rules, they had two milkshakes. And then after that, they ate even more ice cream than anyone else. So this is the mentality of what the hell. If you go into something and you have tons of rules, that's when you feel like even just a tiny little slip up. Now, what the hell? It doesn't even matter. The day's ruined. I'm going to go all in. This is how it backfires if you go super strict on a diet. Now you're thinking, okay, I get it. If you go super strict, it's way easier to go way off board when things don't go as planned. But what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to sign up for Lindy's Nutrition Challenge. It focuses on the basics. It focuses on habits. It's going to keep you on track through a very treacherous time of the year so that you keep seeing results and that you finish the year strong, healthy, ready to attack 2021 and not just hang it up right now, waiting until the next year and then starting on January 1st. That is what the noobs do. That is what beginners do. You are a pro. You know what to do. Sign up for the Fall Into Wellness Challenge. The quote of the week is, if you start now, you'll begin seeing results one day earlier than if you start tomorrow. Someone sent, it, sent me this quote. I can't remember who it was, but thank you for sending this to me. I like this quote. It ties in with the TNT fitness mentality, today, not tomorrow. If you start now, you'll begin seeing results one day earlier than if you start tomorrow. I like this because it has some patience built into it as well. It doesn't say a week from now, two weeks from now. Fitness 
changing your body, changing your mind, it takes time. It's more like six months, a year, five years. You need to be super steady and patient. You got to delay that gratification. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you steadily take a step in the right direction, you're going to get there eventually. Sometimes I'll talk to a client and they start a weight loss journey and they'll tell me something like, oh, I'm only down one pound this week. Being down one pound in one week uh, might not seem like a whole lot if you watched some uh, crazy show on TV like The Biggest Loser or something, but let's extrapolate one pound per week. If you lose one pound per week, you lose 52 pounds in a year. You lose 104 pounds in two years. If you say, hey, I lost a pound in a week, my response to you is, you're doing pretty awesome. Don't sell yourself short. You might, you might even need to slow down at some point too. Make sure that you have the long play in mind. Don't just look at the next couple of days, the next week. This stuff takes a long time, but if you start now, you'll begin seeing results one day earlier than if you start tomorrow. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week. I hope you are as well. I'll see you at the gym.